Well, did you? Did you, did you binge it? Snowfall? Yep. Well, what do you think? In my Denzel Washington Alonzo training day voice. Ha <laughs> ha! Let's go, nigga. Let's go. You know what the fuck it is? Aries and Andy, chewing the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tit. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Big shout out uh, to two rap legends, uh, my boys Peter Guns and CL Smooth of Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Thank you for that new opening. Uh, what you think? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. See, I just again, I, I hope y'all like it, man. But I, again, I just wanted to aggressively kick open the motherfucking door because I'm telling you as I said before that Will Smith Oscar slap my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth we were supposed to fucking swat it nigga FBI it boom everybody get on the floor down 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 don't fucking move that was come on man so we had to lose that 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 more mellow shit it was nice, but like you said, it, it was mellow. It was a nice en- intro, yeah. But, but it didn't always back up, yeah. With the with the with the with the content is, with the fire is, you know. We supposed to feel like hot Taco Bell with Tabasco sauce coming out of Louis Anderson's ass at three in the morning. The booty rim is supposed to be hot because you can feel them queso cheese and the jalapenos and them spices burning through your butthole as it's coming out and you're on that toilet. I don't want to know anything about what's coming out of Louis. <laughs> oh, boy. I had a quesadilla taquito last night and I shit in the toilet. Oh, boy. It hurts so bad. A um, couple things before we dive into Snowfall. Um, dude, somebody sent me some Gemma nudes uh, from her my only fans, and I know your stance. I know how you feel, <laughs> but come on, dog. We're gonna try this. We we we're gonna try this. To all of y'all that's listening, uh, if you want to see these nudes, hit me up on my Instagram, and I'll send them <laughs> to you. Uh, or, oh. or you could go to Gemma's and give her the money. Yeah, that's why she has an OnlyFans. Man, fuck that shit. That's why she's trying to make money. She want to make money, bitch. Sell me the pussy. <laughs> I will pay top dollar. All right, here we go. Come on, Andy. Don't disappoint me. How about that? 
I'm I'm not saying that's it, it's a naked woman. Just a naked woman. But look at that uh, monkey, nigga. Look at that baboon. Hold up. Bow. Das, Baby yeah. oiled. Nah. No? Nah. <sighs> Definitely not. Oh, oh my God. From the side profile, she's standing up in the tub, and her thigh and ass game is oh. Hold up. That one? I mean, that's cool because you don't see her body in it. That body's too big for me. I don't care what you say. It's too big. I don't want a girl that could look that much bigger than me. This is a picture of her from a Martin Scorsese angle. Uh, downward looking up. And she has like on a corset and nothing else. Clean shaven. That monkey paw. Look at that camel, nigga. <laughs> look at that camel toe, nigga. That is Saudi Arabia at its best. Dude. That that's that's fine. And then uh, I, I had someone send me a video of a of a girl that he said that wasn't a girl, nigga. That was Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Diesel, nigga. Dude, thick is thick, and that was the, it was big. It's just too big. The one you the one in the video is 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 too big. Matter of fact, you know, you should send that to Anthony. And at one point, Anthony should cut to that video. He could do that. Okay. You should send that to Anthony, seriously, and cut and, and have Anthony, as we're talking about this, like even take a little pause right now. Anthony, cut to the footage. Now, he's shown it. Let's give it a little breathing. Anthony will edit it around, but now we're coming back from the from the footage. That's a She-Hulk, nigga. That's <laughs> Tracy Morgan Diesel, nigga. And that is too. You no, just it's like not. Gemma. No, stop. Yeah, man. Gemma still looks like a woman. That video you showed me looked like a dude. Incidentally, I was watching Tracy Morgan on The Breakfast Club. I think I told this to um, Godfrey. And he was talking about, uh, I guess, comedian Rob Stapleton had some kind of beef with him. And Tracy, you know, was real defensive. And I told Godfrey one time, I was like, you know, I love Tracy, but that motherfucker sounds like a New York City drag queen. <laughs> yeah, Tracy. Yeah, I, I say that. Yeah, yeah. His, his mannerisms and... Draw. Yeah, Tracy. Tracy. It's like the New York City drag queen, nigga. Did you ever watch his uh his uh, TV the last OG? Nah. It, nah. It, he was good in it, man. He was good. You know, Tracy's a funny guy. Just no, it's really good. It, it fit it, it fit into what's just something does. real like if you the New York diva drag queens, nigga. That, honey, yeah, honey. Some shit I girl, girl. He's got that. I just think it's funny because you do, like, you've done it on here about eating elephant pussy. Yeah, when you eat the elephant pussy, you put your face in, that's how you eat the elephant pussy. But that sounds like you're making a, like, you're making a, a parody joke about something that he would do. But right. he actually does he that. He that does joke. that. He yeah, that's, that what, that's, what, that's what I know. He, that's did what, it at, he did it at Cobbs. Yeah, that's what's funny about yeah. it, though. It's not a parody. That's actually what he yes. does. So, yeah, he's a different cat, man. Yeah. But um, speaking of comedy and comics, you actually caught bumping mics. Yes. Uh, Loved it. Yeah, you were you were surprised. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I, I you know, listen, I respect all comedians because you know we in the game. Uh, but I had a newfound love for how sharp Dave Attell uh can be in terms of uh, it's called bumping mics off. Y'all want to check it out on Netflix uh, with Jeff Ross, comedian Jeff Ross and Dave Attell, uh, and they 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 did like a little tour or something, but they ended their last stop uh, where they recorded it at the cellar in New York. Uh, I think it's three parts. 
And, uh, you know, they just roasted each other and they'll have guest comedians come up and roast them a little bit and all uh, and roast the crowd. And and I always knew Jeff Ross was good at that because he did all those Comedy Central roasts. But I had no idea David Tell was that goddamn sharp. I'm telling you. I wish that. I could remember. He had a couple of bangers in there where they were fucking hilarious. Dude, he's one of the quickest comics I've ever met in my whole life. Just and, and like I'm telling you, just like he has more. He's forgotten more jokes than I'll ever write in my life. Dude is just. Yeah. Um, there was one joke. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they had uh, like uh, Nikki Glazer, Amy Schumacher, Michael Che, Schumer. Ken Jong, Amy Schumer. I said Schumacher. Yeah. Amy Schumer. Schumer. Uh, Ken Jong. Ken Jong, I thought, did the best of the people that he brought up. As yeah, far I as thought he hammed it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, Gilbert Gothrie, Bob Saget. And they had Michael Che up, and there was one joke. Or I thought was a missed opportunity where Jeff Ross said the word, the term namaste, which is associated with yoga. And when Michael Che was up there, I was like, damn, dog, you missed the opportunity to go. Uh, you know that word namaste? That's what a slave would say to his master after his master signed his freedom papers. Now pretend you're my master, Andy, and you've just signed my freedom papers and you go, hey, you're free to go, Aries. Aries, you can go. Namaste. <laughs> so I thought the crowd would have ate that up, uh, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's, it's a New York crowd. They might not have. No, they would have ate that up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, when niggas make fun of themselves in slave tents, white folks love that. <laughs> all the good the good old days. I love that nigga when you did all the slave material. It was so great to see that you brought yourself home. Welcome home, nigga. Now get in that field and pick that goddamn cotton. And warm up my bed, you fat black bitch. Yeah, they love they love that. They love to be reminded of the good old days. Anyway, um, so before we get into, let's talk a little bit of sports, man. Yo, your Phoenix Suns, man. You yeah. think they put? They had the best record of the season, didn't they? Yep. You think they gonna win the whole thing? I, I'm, if they can assert their will mm -hmm. on the other teams, I'm telling you, I love how they play, but they're very. I, I'm. I don't know. If people are gonna get offended by how I say this. And when I say offended, I just mean sports fans. I'm not talking about really right. offense. Uh, the Phoenix Suns play an elegant game of basketball. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like watching, and, and, I, and I mean this wholeheartedly because a lot of basketball players have taken ballet lessons because it teaches you how to spin, moves, keep right. your balance, do that kind of stuff. It's very elegant. It's very like there's an art to, to a good team basketball. Right. But then there's also that thing, and this is that that Kobe Bryant, this is that Michael Jordan thing that we talk about, asserting your will over the your opposing team. And last year, it was their first year to get to the finals. And when it came time to assert your will, the Bucs did it to Phoenix because they had been there. They knew what was at stake and they knew how to. But also, wasn't uh, Paul hurt? No, not when they got to the finals. Oh. Uh, but Paul had already run you know, Paul had, you know, he was, he, he was beat up. It was the end of the season. He, and he's, he wasn't well rested. All that aside, you have to have that gear. There's that extra gear, I think, in basketball where you just go, no, I'm going to, I'm winning this. This is, I'm not going to let you do this to me. And I, I feel like the Suns in that moment, they didn't have that extra, that, that dog that you need, that little yeah. extra. And we'll see if they have it this year. Um, I'm telling you the way that they won the series when some 
in in especially in the in sport in the the kept broadcasters whatever you want to say the analysts some of them were like oh if Devin Booker's out there and, and we have uh, the Pelican team was just like coming out of nowhere um, just playing great basketball first time all year all year that they've been together like this people thought maybe they weren't going the Suns weren't going to get past them because uh, Booker was hurt and right. they asserted their will and they did great. Paul really well, if Booker didn't come back, they I don't think they well, they still would have They won it. one of those games already. Right. I still think that they win. I think that there was uh they were playing and they were again, they asserted their will over another team, but that's what you have to do to win in in the finals. This is it, you know, you could have a great football team. I'm not saying that you can't dominate that there's not a dominance in football where you just take over and you say I'm not going to let this happen. Right. But there's a lot more people on the field, a lot more things happen. In basketball, it's it's there's a little bit more one on one action and you have to be able to re- raise above you, the person you are opposing and I hope that Phoenix can do it Ben I'm rooting for him they're my team well it it you know I think it all hinges on Chris Paul if because he's so injury prone but if he can stay healthy I mean that motherfucker did 14 for 14 yeah. the other night yeah. he was perfect uh the, the he, thing he's such a he's such a lethal point guard and then of course yeah you got Booker but then there's the the center what's his name. The DeAndre Anton. Anton. Yeah, Anton. man, that motherfucker. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden between yeah. them three, uh, if they all can just stay healthy, the only real threat is Golden State. The only real threat. Because, but, but I will say this. I'm very interested to see this Suns Mavericks series because that boy, Luka Doncic, and I forget the other two sharpshooters for Dallas, but between Paul, Booker, and then Dallas's Luka, and them other sharpshooters, this 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 is going to be fun to watch. No, the games the games are going to be great. Uh, when you say Golden State, that worry is because they've been there before. They know how to they know how to win at, at that, that level. Right. There is a difference. I, it's knowing how to win at that level. There is a difference in basketball. The way you play a basketball game, there is a difference. And and, and, and Curry and Clay so deadly from the three, but then that boy Poole. And then DeAndre, uh, uh, Draymond, and then fucking uh, uh, Aunt Wiggins. Woo! And Draymond is one of those guys that those are the guys who assert their will. Do we right. have, do we have a guy that matches up that way? Uh, yeah, man. And and like you just said about Chris Paul though too. Chris Paul played extra minutes. Chris Paul played harder. Man, he needs to pace himself to get through this to get through this all the final to get to the finals healthy. Uh, that's important. So right. we'll see what happens. But man, they they did look good. They look good finishing off that series. And I got to say, I agree totally <clears throat> with Stephen A. Smith's assessment. I think Kyrie Irving is the most selfish basketball player on the fucking planet. You know, it's like, you know, the COVID thing. All right. You, you know, respect the man's decision to not want to put something in his body. Fine. But one of those games that they lost <clears throat> uh, was because he had, I don't want to say it was because of it, but my assumption, and I don't think I'm that far off, you know, because he's Muslim, he, had, he fast and he didn't eat for, for however long the period is that you're not supposed to eat. And I would think that as a basketball player, you would need fuel. You would need energy so that you could go out there and compete at a high level. And if you haven't eaten all fucking day, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful of somebody's religion, and so if there are any Muslims out there, you know, don't get mad at me. But I understand, you know, at what point does your religion come before your job? 
which you are getting paid millions of dollars to do to perform at peak position. Well, now if I'm management, if I'm the owners of the Nets, if I'm the general manager, if I'm the coaches, if I'm your teammate, I, and this is this is this is one of those Floor Creek conversation moments because it's religion, and religion like death comes before anything. Right when you when you go, uh, boss, I can't come to work. Why? What was was wrong? Even if you say you sick, yeah, you get sick days, but he might be mad at you. But the moment you go, so and so died. All bets is off. When someone dies, everyone understands. Religion has that same kind of power. You, if you try to disrespect somebody's religious beliefs, then somehow you are committing the 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 the, the most foul sins of sins. So that's why I'm, this is a weird. Where do you go with this? But I'm again. I'm if I'm the management, if I'm the coaching staff, if I'm your teammates, and we're trying to get to the promised land with a championship, and you are a top tier player, and we pay you whatever many millions, dude. What are you doing? It, it, your afterlife still comes first. You know, this is just a game. And I understand what you're saying about millions, but Akeem Olajuwon, he fasted every single, all throughout every playoffs, he was in fast. <clears throat> and But the difference is, Akeem could rise to the occasion and whoop everybody's ass. Excuse me, sir. What are you, what are you saying? <laughs> I just got a butt in here. How you doing? You know, the fucking Celtics kid. They got swept by the fucking Celtics. You understand what I'm saying? And the fucking Celtics, you know, they're fucking wicked kid. Now, remember, it's not like the years when we had Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. I mean, this team, that fucking team won a fucking title. This team has yet to win a title. But they swept the fucking Brooklyn Nets kid. By the way, name's Bobby Patterson. Listen, let me tell you something. Here's my problem with Kyrie. If you got a fast, you don't have the energy to play. And apparently, this guy is a Muslim. Now, in the Muslims, because, you know, they pray to Halak. The Muslims, you got to fast. And if you fast for a long period of time and you don't have the fucking energy, well, then what do you say about that? Look at Tom Brady. Here's the real question. Tom Brady's God was Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, when he prayed to his God, they won six fucking titles, kid. You would think that with Kyrie Irving doing all that praying to Hala because he's a Muslim, he would have won a fucking title. But instead, he got fucking swept. So the real question we need to ask is, whose God is more important? Is it Hala or is it Jesus Christ? I say Jesus Christ because Tom Brady got six fucking rings. He's to fucking diaper. Hala, I don't know. Not so much. If you want to be a Muslim, be a Muslim. But if you're going to pray to a God at 75 times a day in 85 different directions, because they got to pray, they got to go to the east, to the west, to the fucking sun, north, south. Where the fuck you going, kid? Evidently, your God's not that powerful because you got fucking swept, Kyrie. So shouldn't you be praying to a different God? Try, try Jesus Christ. Forget hell. Jesus is the fucking diaper. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I, you know what? I'm gonna start walking a few feet away from you when we go into places. <laughs> it's not, it's not me. It's Bobby, nigga. <laughs> you know, it's not. I, I got nothing to do with it. Thanks, Bobby. You're fucking welcome, kid. It's nothing. It just doesn't make sense to me. This black guy is praying to fucking Hala. You know, it's a fucking Muslim. Christ Jesus gave Tom Brady six rings. It's easy fucking math. What are you doing? You can't depend on Hala. I gotta go. All right.
Um, <laughs> you like that, Howard? I, honestly, the, Bobby Patterson. Yes. Out of all of the characters, yes. to me, yes. it's just one of the funniest characters. <laughs> Because uh, you could really say anything you want with Bobby. Bobby can say whatever he's a little, he wants. He's a little dumb, but he's stuck in his Boston. Bostonness. Yeah. yeah. And he just says it off the off the top of his head. And he, he, he yeah. Bobby yeah. Patterson. I, I think I might have met that guy, though, several times. Yeah, if, you, if you go to Boston, he's at every bar. <laughs> he's at every fucking bar, especially during the sports seasons. Yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure I've met Bobby Patterson. Yeah. Before. Um. Okay. Uh, and then just so you know, folks, because I know somebody wrote in and said it'd be great uh, if we uh, could let them know about what we're going to talk about before it happens so they get a chance to watch it. So here's the good news for me. We're going to talk about Snowfall, but then they just dropped the second half of Ozark. So we're in Pittsburgh next week, so I'm going to download that and... and uh, so I have some shit to watch on the plane. But uh, I think there's one more Sunday left, and I'm not going to wait till then. But uh, winning time, the Lakers. I'm going to binge watch that when I get home tomorrow. Uh, and I think there's next Sunday will be the final episode for the season. But I'll fucking wait. I did, I'll, if, I, if I eat nine, if I leave one chip in the bag, it's okay. I know what the chips taste like. But uh, so I'll be prepared to talk about winning time if you want to talk about that next week. Um, and then uh, Ozark somewhere down the road. Uh, I got to say this. And, I, and I'm, I was want, I was wanting to hold it until we talk about winning time. But I, I just got to say this. It, you know, I was watching one episode. The dude they got playing Dr. J angers me. That casting, let me tell you something. Dr. J was a smooth, charismatic, uh, ladies' man. He he was a smooth motherfucker. He was a smooth cat. Women wanted him. Men wanted to be like him. His facial features were smooth. This dude they got playing Dr. J. I wanted to break my fucking TV. He's horrible. Well, he looks nothing like Dr. J. And I don't mean look like him in the sense of actually looking like him, like Devon Nixon looks like his dad, Norm Nixon. Well, they look exactly alike. Exactly alike. But I mean, I don't mean look like him literally. I mean, just in terms of a... A swag. A, 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 a passable swag, a passable, I believe that's Dr. J. The dude they got playing Dr. J is from that Comedy Central uh, show where they played the cops, the officers, Reno 911. Okay. That nigga's facial features don't look shit like Dr. J. He doesn't, he, doesn't he, look the right side. He's not the right height either around everybody, I don't think. Dude, he, he, he's got, again, he's like uh, fucking Urkel. He's got the Simpsons eyes. His eyes are bulgy. <laughs> Dr. J was smooth in the face. Well, good looking. Well, they say it in they say it in the show. Everyone, oh, they don't say it in this show. Actually, I think they say it in uh, what we're in the uh, Magic Johnson doc. They right. call me Magic. Right. Everybody had a uh, Dr. J poster in their house. Everybody that loved basketball had a. I had a Dr. J right. poster. Dr. J was my dude. That's the dude. 
everyone had that. And you didn't have it just because he was great. He was great. He was like, you looked at him and you, like you said, you wanted to be him. Every dude wanted to be him. Every woman wanted to sleep with him. And when you watch that documentary, which we both watched about Dr. J that came on NBA TV. Yeah. Doc was a small, at the height of his Dr. Janus, when he was playing for the Nets in the ABA, the Afro, the clothes, the shades, that was a smooth nigga. This nigga playing him is so not. And I'm, and I can't, it's distracting. It's distracting. And it's making me mad because I'm going, yo, the dude, they got to play magic. Yes. The Kareem. Yes. Larry Bird. Yes. Devon Nixon. Yes. Everybody. I got, I got issues with Brona, Brona's Pat Riley, but I know. We'll, we'll get into that. I don't. That's <sighs> nigga. That beak nigga. Dude. Adrian Brona's beak. Do you check out Riley's nose? Dude, right? What are you talking about? Riley looked like they even said GQ between the Armani suits and the slicked hair. Riley looked GQ. Wait till you see what Brody's gonna look like when he when they. You can't see. change the beak, nigga. Yeah, uh, it's still it's closest that anybody's gonna come. Gap, Governor Newsom for California looks like Pat Riley. <laughs> they should have got Governor Newsom. Uh, he's a little old for the character. He is, but he has that. Ugh. I'm telling you, it, it, it's good. He he does it well. Um, dude, I thought, um, not, not, and, and I'm just associating with this, the, the character that they tried to make Dr. J-esque in Tropic Thunder, <laughs> well, Will Ferrell's uh, basketball movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They did a better job of casting. Well, it wasn't was, Tropic Thunder. That was, was, oh, not Tropic Thunder. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Uh, uh, Tropic. Think, no, it wasn't no. Tropic. I forget what the name of the movie was called. But it wasn't Tropic. No, you're right. You're right. No, Tropic. That's the other. Right. That's the, the war movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. What did now? Now I can't remember. But I the, anyway, the basketball. Will Ferrell. Right. They had dudes in there that were cool with the big Alpha. They, right. they had that vibe. Right. The, yeah. They didn't get that one. Dude, I'm telling you. But I haven't seen it all the way to the, because it's not all out. Maybe the guy was incredible. No, 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 nigga. No, no. Dr. J was a bad motherfucker, nigga. When that nigga was off the court, the way he dressed. The way he looked, he exuded sex appeal. Sexy. This dude is wrong. And I hope as this comes back around and because there's all these these uh, docs and these shows that we're doing about basketball and about that, that time period, that Dr. J gets some more credit for basketball because he changed. He is the dude that changed basketball. From the, the, the white dude basketball right. to bringing some of the Rucker Park yeah, some flair. Yeah. To, Style. Yeah. Yeah. To the NBA. So I hope he gets some. He uh, was, some people go, he was Jordan before Jordan. Yes and no. No, he was Dr. J. And there was not, there hasn't been another Dr. J. Now, now Dr. J, though, I'm going to say this, and uh, I feel because he was like my hero when I was, was, was a young kid. When people talk about playing in this new era of basketball, now he was playing a, in a different, in a different time zone, let's say, where uh, the passes that he was doing, the way that he would work behind the backboard and come out and those, right. no one else could, was doing that and he was impossible to defend at that time. And basketball has grown since then. So I don't know what he would be like today, but he changed basketball, the face of basketball forever. Well, they need to change the face of that nigga playing. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break. Yeah, you want to do it? Yeah, let's take a break. <clears throat> Hey, yo, how you doing? Hey, it's Sylvester Stallone. 
Hey, yo, I got a new Viagra called Rocky's Rocks. You know, you take your papa pill too. Next thing you know, your dick is really hard, you know? And you can fucking take on any kind of woman. It don't matter. How many rounds can you go, Rock? Well, you know, it depends on how many pills you pop. You pop one or two or three, you go one or two or three rounds. You know, Mick, and if you're a homosexual, you got to pop the Pauly pills. You get so drunk, you fuck anything. You might fuck a guy and end up behind a dumpster. You know, Rocco, I remember one time I woke up behind a dumpster with a dollar pinned to my shirt. My ass cheeks were bleeding. Yeah, you know, you can't get so drunk. You might fuck the wrong thing, you know? So, yo, Rocky's Rocks. Get him. Stay hard. Stay hard as a rock. Hey, yo, Adrian! All right. Snowfall. Uh, before I get into it, overall, what'd you think? You know, it was, I don't like, like, it was a lot of story at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get good. Mm-hmm. And then, I agree, I agree. And then it was, it, it got silly. Well, Agree. I, I believe it's a lot of story. It took a second. Uh, to me specifically, uh, it took, I wrote each, uh, I think it was episode four. When it started to get good to you? When it started to 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 really pick up. Um, it got silly in the middle. One thing, I won't say it got silly. The one silly moment which we'll talk about, the tiger. Yeah. But then towards the end, I loved how they fucking ended it. Because, okay. So, all right. Okay. I just, uh, just just to say this, though, right. because of the tiger, I just want to say this. I do remember sometime in the 80s there was like someone had a tiger and it escaped. And, it, and I think that that might have been the tie-in. Right. But you don't, do you want to discuss the yeah, tiger later? We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll hold it. I just want to say that right. I heard this before this right. this this uh, story that I can't confirm that there was some right. tiger escape in California. I remember there was a, 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 a an action similar to that. Uh, I forget what the show was, but I think it had something to do with animals and people doing wild shit with animals. And there was a black guy in Queens or, or somewhere in in New York projects. I think it was Queens or Brooklyn, the Bronx, one of those. And he had a tiger in his apartment. Uh, and there were people in, in, in the projects. And there were people who would stand outside the building and they could see his tiger looking out the window from the bathtub in the bathroom. And that's how he eventually got reported. But this nigga had a full-grown tiger in his apartment in the fucking projects. So it happens. But to what you just said, and no, you know what? I'll say that. Let's put that right there. Right. Let's move into that and we'll come back. To the tiger's face out of the out of the bathroom looking out. Okay. okay. There you go. Um for it, and you know, when we talk about the Dr. J thing, talking about distracting, looks to the distracting. I am not feeling Franklin's new black boo thing. The bitch looked like Gregory Hines. I'm not feeling her at all, man. <laughs> She's not cute at all. When did this relationship take place? Uh it, it we came into it taking place, uh, but do you uh, <laughs> do you see Franklin dating a Gemma? Is that what you want, Franklin? No, I, I thought some of the girls he had, you know, was fucking with before this one was was kind of fly. Uh, the one who b- was trying to betray him, um, 
I'm, I can't remember these niggas' name. Man Boy, the one and they killed Man Boy in her crib. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, the one that turned out to be a dope fiend. I thought she was cute. This one just got that Gregory Hines eyes and nose combination. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, you know, they wanted someone had a look. She has a look. Yes, she does. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, nothing. And I was so expecting because this show has been so such a juggernaut from jump. I was really rubbing my palms together like, oh, shit, Snowfall. Nothing jumped out at me Not in the first episode. No. Well, they're setting everything up, man. They they take a long time to get into the story. This and and they this, generally this do. Season. But this season was seemed exceptionally long to get into. It. I never thought any of the other seasons. They t- I thought all the other seasons from the jump, like a starter pistol, pa, and they was off running. I always, it's always been a lot of story. But that the beginning story, right? When Teddy's coming back. I mean, Speaking of which, but go ahead. I think that there was a lot. I, there could have been a lot more right there to get the story really moving, to really get to see how, uh, you know, what. You know, you don't really understand, Teddy. Like, uh, he's doing this. I want more of what. Why is it he's pro-American? Is he pro-power? Is he pro-cocaine? What is it that is driving this motherfucker? This was literally my second note. Uh I can't tell if Reed is a good guy or a bad guy. What is his direction now? I, I know this. He's a cold motherfucker. I, I, I like his uh, sinister, quiet. It's always the quiet ones that can be the scariest. And he doesn't, like, instead of going big, like if somebody tries to rattle his cage, he rattles theirs by becoming bigger than them. So if somebody comes at him with, Rawr! he comes, Rawr! No, he just quietly like that. Like when he was telling the guy who had when he came over looking like he was part of the uh, he worked for GE yeah, yeah. and the guy who owned the house. And when he was sitting there and the guy pulled the gun out of his thing and put it on the table and basically tried to, you know, he basically verbally tried to check Teddy and, and Teddy just coolly like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then later you see the dude drink what he drank and he got and he's dying. Um, and even when Teddy took out the Asian reporter the way he did, like, I'm just trying to figure out where is this? Is this still government CIA work or is he doing his own shit? Well, what, what it seems like they would have you believe, because he keeps going back to it where like, it's about this war and it's about winning this war, but he's darker than that. It's like, he's illegally killing people, right? Yeah. Well, that's the CIA. You know, that's part of being in the CIA, man. They're 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 allowed to do that. We don't know what they're allowed to do. That's part of being CIA. Really? You just commit murder and you get away with it? I I didn't say that. That's what I'm saying. If if unless I'm wrong, what he's doing is illegal. But if you're gonna go, it's under the umbrella of CIA. So is is it legal or is it illegal? Is he doing right or is he? Like, what the fuck is he doing? If you followed the Iran Contra thing the whole way through they were doing illegal shit okay and the cia was allowing it to happen uh because they wanted to go ahead and and fund this illegal war right uh so they're funding this war and i'm not saying the war i shouldn't say it was illegal to fund the war right so they had to fund it and they, that's how they funded it uh but what is the motivate like you see where he goes back and they have been killed and so is this all teddy's worried about is is it he's is he just really a guy that feels like he's doing the right thing, the wrong things for the right reason, 
or is there more to this? Because you're killing people the way you're killing the way you're going at it. I just feel like there's more to this character that they could have brought out to make us get, you know, but maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of where we build up to the end because from what I read about this next season, the last season, it's supposed to all come together. So I'm excited. Well, to see I it. mean, you know, the mother who is turning into a gangster herself, they established in this season, she wanted to kill Teddy with the help of that. The, yeah, the, yeah, dude. The, the KGB dudes. Right. Um, Which is the illegal. Well, the KGB is the other side, the, the, the Russian right. CIAs. That, that's how they're putting it together in the show. Right. Um, and then, of course, that climactic ending when Franklin goes, let's burn this motherfucker down. And she's like, let's go. So now the mom ain't a mom no more. She's Mrs. Nino Brown. Well, they killed her husband. They left. They were but trying. But did they ever, did, well, I'm wondering, okay. Well, we. They never showed it. They no, implied it. They implied that he's dead. She was looking for him. She talks about looking for him. So they're all assuming he's dead. Now, this is the, we, we, from what I heard, from what it says in everything that I read, everybody's coming back that's not dead. So we should see uh, uh, D-Ray should be coming back. Peaches, yeah. And uh, the dad could be coming back. I don't know. I, I Right, because it did, and, and it wouldn't surprise me because, again, it was implied. Yeah. They didn't show it. And then I thought as the episodes went on, they would eventually do like a flashback and show us what really happened to him, but they never established that he got killed. So he's a he's an outside player. We don't know. We, we really don't know. We just assume. Right. And because it's been said and... It, it, you know, they everybody has pointed uh, the the other members of the CIA. Other people have pointed to Teddy had killed uh, his dad, right? But we, like you said, there's not there's nothing definitive about that, right? So yeah, that that part's interesting. This whole season feels like a lead up until next season to me. Yeah, uh, but uh, the aunt, the aunt is the other. Uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, 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 Louis. Yeah. Now that's that's the that's the big turn in in this thing. Uh, let's save that because okay. that got my dick hard. Okay. Um, yo, the dude that plays Scully, I, I used to know him. I would run into him at Fat Tuesdays and shit. Talk about typecast. That nigga has played that role <laughs> so many times, and that and he plays that. That's that real <laughs> L.A. Almost like how Bostonians have the accent. Go to the patty, the cat, fucking Gannett. That core. Hey, homie. Nigga, my core. Them niggas want to do cuz. He plays that L.A. That is that true L.A. fucking standing straight arms like you got wings, fists touching each other. Your toes are at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock with your legs closed. Hey, cuz. Them niggas want to do cuz. Get out the core. Fucking homie. Nigga, Scully, what was some of his shit? He's, uh, yeah, he just, I don't know. Cool dude, but he plays that role to death. Well, he plays it, like you just said, he plays it on point, so that's why he gets used for it. Right. Um, the part where uh, Scully slicing a nigga ear with the katana sword, and they had the niggas butt naked on the crates. I'm going, and this is maybe to some of y'all, if there's any of y'all that listen to this podcast that's from the L.A. area who have L.A. history, is that real or is that just some dramatized for TV shit? I mean, what nigga, if you in a gang, 
are niggas slicing they boys with katana blades, their ears, and having niggas stand butt naked on crates? Is that does that really happen? That, that's what I'm saying. I'm black, but I'm not that black. Where the fuck does that happen? What gangs are letting niggas go? Yo, my 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 boss sliced my ear with a katana blade, and I'm still with it. I'm just wondering how much is this is, is dramatization for TV? Because that seems so ridiculous to me. I, I don't know. Uh, you're white. You no idea at all. None. Um, and what I was talking about was uh, that face-off at the end of episode three between Franklin, Louis, and Jerome at the gas station with the music swelling. I said, now nah, that guy. Anytime they let, uh, what's that nigga's real name? Idris something. Anytime they let him do real heavy pieces where he gets loud or he or he gets passionate, that nigga kills it. Like when he told uh, Damson Idris, Damson Idris, when he told his uh, 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 Leon, uh, "Hey man, you fucking up business because you don't like the way a nigga talk." Anytime he gets when Franklin turns it up, yeah. That shit, that shit gets good, man. Um, so I start. I, I kind of felt like they started rolling by episode by the end of, of episode three. But it, again, it's it's all story. It hasn't. I mean, there's there's some action. I'm not going to say there's not right. action, but not like the other seasons. Like this is just. I really just think this is all building up to the big story that they want to tell at the end. Right. Um. And you know, look as as much, and I think we've done a pretty good job of not talking about race. Uh, for we haven't talked about race really heavily in a while. And again, we we know that we get into that, but we also want to make sure we give, give you other things. But I have to bring this up because we, we've seen this and heard this so many times in movies, TV, and in real life documentaries. When, when uh, Leon was so upset that he went to the Israeli dude, I forget what his character's name is. Yeah, I forgot his name too. Um, and was like, nigga, we want bazookas. We want to wage war on the police. And of course, uh, Sissy, uh, Franklin's mother, was saying what every black person says when that happens. If you do that, there's, if you kill one of them, they're going to kill 50 of us. Um, and I, 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 the question to me goes, and again, I'm not... I'm not saying I'm not would ever validate waging war on the cops. But if the point is not made, y'all can't keep fucking with us like this. By means of serious bloodshed, why would the cops stop? If, if they just know that they can do it and there's no consequences or no repercussions, why would they stop? It's like an abusive partner. If he know he can get away with it, he's going to keep doing it. And, and of course, yes, yeah, sensibly, every black person with, with, with common sense is going to tell you, don't do that. You wage war on the police. You basically sign in our own death warrant. You're not going to win that fight. So you shouldn't do it. But if you don't do it, why would they stop? They have no reason to stop. If I know I can slap you and you ain't going to slap me back, I'm going to slapping you. Yeah, but they can slap back. Hmm? They can slap back. I mean, well, that's what she, Sissy said. There's other ways. Yeah, because well, 
And again, those ways never feel as satisfying or the results don't seem to be what they should be. They always feel like attempts that fail. Well, you got to go. If, if you go back to this time period and we go real life, not not TV. Uh, that's when the police started meeting with leaders of certain gangs. So there was because of the the power that's in there, just the the numbers. Right. It brought it to the table. I'm not saying it's fixed by any means. That wasn't right. what I was saying. But there is the conversation ended up happening, and that kind of changed some of the direction. Obviously, it's changed some of the direction because things have changed. Right. But I I understand to your your other point. But what she was saying is kind of highlighting what had changed as as as. LA moved on and there was a, there was, there was a difference. There was a difference. I don't know. I don't live there, so I'm not going to say I know what the difference is, but you could see the difference in, uh, in, in the community. And, you know, there's a lot of other things that if we, as we, before we get into the magic Johnson documentary, then you, you'll see, um, business and money and people coming into it. So yeah, if there's a war going on between the police and the P and the, and, and the community, no one's not, and not that this is the most important thing, but no one's going to put money into the community. No one's going to, there's going to be less jobs. There's going to be more hardship. So, um, but after this, you, you see what's happened at this time period. This, this though, as, as good as this series is, if we ever wanted to really have a, a podcast and break down what this time period did to LA and uh, the crack epidemic, and, and and did into uh, Newark, New Jersey. I mean, that's a that's a, a Jersey City. That's a that's a serious that's a serious podcast. When you talk about the CIA doing things, right? Uh, legal or illegal, that's a serious podcast. It could get we we can go back to the racial side real quick. Um, this is a TV show, so I'm I, I've stayed away from it but if you want it we want to go into that that's that's a whole other issue and that's and that that's calculated and it's a calculated issue and that, that's a bigger problem right um yeah good okay. uh I, I you know it, it just you know it, you know as 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 a white guy uh you could feel whatever you feel about it but it ain't gonna touch you the way it's gonna touch me and so many times I, I just look at those moments where in the heat of, of a tragedy or a moment when black folks go, man, we can't, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of taking this shit. Man, fuck the police. And in the heat of that anger, it's understandable that you want to do what's necessary to make them niggas bag up and get the fuck up off you. But at the same time, it feels like with anything else, once <sighs> it happens, and things calm down a little bit, a little bit of time goes by, and you're not so angry. We always seem to be the ones to back away from it. Nah, that's not a good idea. Well, nah, we can't do that. And it just makes, to me, it just it feels like we're pussies mm. to, to a degree. Like we're always laying down. We're always backing off. We're always surrendering. We're always going, we can't, we shouldn't. And it just makes, to me, it, it makes us feel like we're weak. Well, Again, this is a white guy talking. That isn't every black person's reality is what was happening in L.A., number one. 
Number two, when that did happen in LA. It was never my reality. But what I'm saying is. I understand. You feel it, that. I feel it. Right. But that's one part. When you talk about the police and let's, talk, let's, let's stay with LA because we're looking at LA through this. What happens when there's finally enough and there's an uprising? What happens? The police back up. And they let niggas destroy their neighborhoods. And who makes the money? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that's, that's the, I'm that that's why when sissy says it, there's a better, there's another way. Right. Okay. So uh, I think we should do this. I think we should put it on the table for a podcast about it. Right. Because it's, this is entertainment. We all enjoy this. We were put onto this by other people who obviously enjoyed snowfall and thought that it would be worth talking about, but we could talk about the reality of what snowfall is because there is a reality to this. this is the TV show. Um, we know that cause there's a tiger running <laughs> loose in L- in LA, but we, uh, we could do the other side too. And, and we could talk about the realities of what, uh, of what snowfall represents in, in the real community. Right. Okay. Um, I love that line from the lady who stitched up Teddy when she was explaining to him that a coworker, her fellow nurse got HIV like on some freak accident. And she said, can you imagine getting HIV without the fun? Yeah. <laughs> what a great fucking quote, nigga. It's like, if you're going to get it, nigga, at least have some fun. Yeah, Teddy went to the right house to get fixed up. Right. You know? Right, <laughs> right, right. showed up and he was like, oh, this this works out. Right. Um, what did you think about that scene, though? Him on the floor, him getting shot, and him, here's the other one, and him driving away. Because he talks about that in there. He right. said, I'm sorry, you know, I was shot. I didn't, I was... Right. Because I thought, when he first got into the car, I thought he was going to take the car and back up into the van. Right. Well, uh, he crashed into it, didn't he? Or was it them? I think it was them. Okay. Yeah, it was them. Right. He just took off. Right. I thought he would back up into it, and then those guys had guns, so when they hit the van, they would be able to hit them. Right. Uh, that's not what happened. So I uh, would, would you know, this is the CIA guy. He's supposed to have your back. He's going to protect you. Uh, from uh, law enforcement, some other things that are going right. on, but when uh, w- when it became a street issue, right, he was gone. Right. Um, does putting cocaine on your wound do something? Yeah, it. it, uh, it cocaine was an anesthetic, so it it numbs it. Oh, okay. I saw him do that. I was like, "What the fuck?" Get rid of the, get rid of the pain. Wow. Damn. More shit you don't know about coke. Um, I, I know a lot about it. We know who you are, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm going to be really honest. As now that I'm old, yeah. as I'm, I'm approaching into my 60s, now I'm nervous about it. But when I was in my 20s, right. that shit smelled the best ever. Ah. And I, lo- man, I love that. Is is as horrible as it might sound, and I'm not endorsing people doing drugs. Or this was a certain time, and it was a time period, and that early 80s was some of the most amazing time, most fun I ever had. And, and honestly, we were told, that it, and I, and I sh- we know that it was bad for us, but we were told that it, you know, it wasn't going to, you know, you, had, you did it correctly, you weren't going to kill yourself, and it wasn't supposed to be this addictive drug that led everybody down this path. Dude, that cocaine, powder cocaine, not crack, powder cocaine, probably the best time of my life. Just it, It's from a, just a raw time period right. of fun hedonistic fun not best time right. best productive just straight up fun 
So if you put cocaine on a wound, doesn't it get in your bloodstream? Yeah, it'll get in your bloodstream. So you putting you, that on your wound will get you high. Dude, what, what what you do, and he did it in it. He snorted it because that gives you the adrenaline you need to keep moving so that you don't pass out. Wow. Because here's what here's the best. Here's so what, cocaine is good. No, cocaine. Here's why people died from cocaine. Here's what happens with cocaine. So you know how when you drink a lot, you kind of get tired and you're ready to pass out when right. you go too far. You know, you're, you're, you do cocaine, it feels like you're not drunk anymore. Really? Yeah, you do that, you wake up. Like, you're back up. And so you can drink a ton and never feel real, like, you would still be drunk because you got the alcohol in you. But you do that back and forth, and you're killing yourself because you don't know. There's only so much alcohol that your body can, 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 uh, the word is not digest. Take. Yeah, but yeah, because your liver has to uh, right. filter that shit out. And there's only so much before the liver will shut down. And then you're doing the cocaine and your you, your mental is allowed, allowed you to do more, but your body physically can't handle it. And that's so, how people die. So if you're, if you're drunk and you need to be undrunk, do cocaine. If you have a wound and you want to stop the pain, do cocaine. Cocaine was used in dentistry. Okay. Okay. Uh, Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it. No, Co- they, no, they didn't have cocaine. They used cocoa leaves for the process. Right. So, yes, it did have the residual for the cocaine, but it wasn't processed yet. It was right. the leaves. Okay, and you said cocaine and dentistry. Yeah, that's what they used to use. Uh, to anesthetize is the right word, so that you wouldn't feel the pain. Or if right. you had like a toothache, you could rub a little bit of cocaine right. on it and it would get rid of the pain. And if you feel like you've fallen asleep and you're driving, which could be deadly, cocaine will wake you up. Yeah, it'll wake you up and make you high. So, but, right. yeah, but kids, cocaine's good. <laughs> cocaine, it's okay. Uh, unfortunately, the cocaine that's out now is cut with tons of different stuff right. in it, uh, especially right now. And I'm saying this only because you said that as a jokingly, right. but uh, there has, even in our comedy community, there's been issues with uh, some people just doing a little bit of coke, thinking they're having a fun on a Friday night and there was fentanyl in it and right. uh, people have died. So, uh, yeah, it's not, not necessarily just the cocaine. It's what's in the cocaine. that's going to definitely kill you. So, uh, uh, if, as, as a participant today and knowing how much fun I had, someone said, you know, Hey, we had some cool, you know, it's one night. I wouldn't touch it because I don't know what's in it. Right. Um, okay. The fucking tiger. Um, I thought this was the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. So listen, l- l- okay. Let's just say. Some guy could have a tiger in his fucking crib in a cage. Fine. The whole time when the Mexicans uh, had uh, Gustav, Gustav, I think it's, I don't know if it's Gustav or Gustav, but the Mexican nigga and Franklin tied up in the chairs with the duct tape. And they talking about, yo, tell us where this money is. So Franklin takes the one guy and leaves Gustav. Now you want me to believe that this tiger was somewhere in the vicinity, loose out the cage. And when Franklin's standing where he's standing and the guy is in front of him with the gun in his face, like, tell me where the fucking money is. And his guy that's with him, the tiger comes out of nowhere, pounces on his guy. The guy with the gun turns around and you hear three shots. Bang, bang, bang. Like he shot the tiger. But apparently he didn't. Because later we see, oh, and even before that, so he, they they show they they show dude turn around, shoot at the tiger, pow, pow, pow. Franklin does the TV movie cliche. 
I'm going to hit you over the head with my bare hands, which apparently knocks you out, and gets the gun to go to get the Mexican dude that's sitting in the car waiting to tell him get the fuck up out the car so he can go back and team up with uh, uh, his uncle, Jerome, and, and some other nigga to go rescue Gustav. So you mean to tell me the dude shot the tiger three times. We would assume the tiger's dead, but apparently he's not because later we see the tiger. So he shoots the tiger. The tiger's not dead. Jerome knocks him out, grabs the guy's gun. Where's the tiger in that moment? Why is the tiger not attacking Franklin? Like, like think about this. The tiger pounces on the dude's boy. Rawr, takes him down. The dude with the gun turns around three shots. Bow, bow, bow. If the tiger's not dead, and then Franklin hits him over the head, takes his gun. If the tiger's not dead and they're in the same area, why would the tiger not pounce on Franklin? Maybe, because you don't see the tiger when he's shooting at him. Right. So maybe he, the tiger is already mauling him as the time when he's shooting. He never shoots the tiger. So the tiger is busy eating him. His friend. Eating him, eating the dude. We're eating who? The, the, the tiger jumped on his friend, remember? Yeah. So the tiger's mauling his friend. Well, not Franklin's friend. No, not Franklin's friend. Remember the guy with the gun? gun, Two Mexicans. So he's mauling the one Mexican and the other Mexican with the gun shoots three times at the tiger. Yeah. That makes no fucking sense. Because if he's mauling your boy and he's really on top of him, you can get three shots off that close and kill it. And if you didn't kill it, when Franklin knocks you out and grabs your gun, Franklin's right there where the tiger is. Why wouldn't the tiger attack Franklin? Because the tiger's eating one of them. Okay, so he's busy, but maybe the go dude went to shoot the tiger, got one shot off, and the tiger ate him. Maybe that's what they're they're trying to say. He pounced on him, mm-hmm. but he couldn't because Franklin had to knock him out. So he has two bodies to eat. I don't know what happened. That makes no fucking sense. sense. And then when we and I know this was for a little bit of a comedy purposes, when they go back to get the money, and the one dude's driving, and Jerome and uh uh. No, Gustav and Franklin are in the back seat and Jerome's driving and they see the tiger walking down yeah. the block. And I, they, then they cut to the two of them in the back of the car looking at each other like comedy moment. And I'm again, I'm going, so the tiger did what he did and is still in the vicinity? What timing? And show up like, that whole thing was ridiculous to me. I'm, I'm going to tell you how ridiculous it is. Not just everything you said, everything we went through and I'm trying to figure out a way to make oh, it before work. you keep your point, well, please. Go ahead. But when they first showed the tiger and then wake up in the cage after the white dude knocked him out with the tranquilizer darts, I went, oh, this is the moment they were talking about that we read in the emails when somebody said, Andy, something in the tiger. This is the moment. When that moment passed, I went, what the fuck was the point of the tiger? But then eventually the point was it was the setup to Franklin going back there to get the money and the tiger yeah. attacking them. And I went, so now I get what the point was now, but this is ridiculous. Well. I was getting on a plane to come out to the show. And I hear these two people in the TSA talking. And I said, no, man, I'm telling you, man, this this snowfall, it's fucking unbelievable this season. It's unbelievable. And I looked at, at her <laughs> and I go, are you kidding me? You said that? Yeah. I go, are you kidding me? She goes, no, it's really good, you know, except for the, the tiger thing and all. It was really good, you know? And I go, that tiger thing was ridiculous and it's made me mad. And she <laughs> right. goes, and the other the other girl just looked at the other one and goes, see, I told you that's why I'm not watching it. And I said, no, I said it's, it's worth watching. Just right. be prepared to be mad at this particular episode. Right. 
Yeah, it just didn't make sense. And I just went, did they create this because they had a hard time coming up with something better or realistic or, or a smarter plot? I just didn't. It was, it was dumb. Well, the two things is, too. What you then the reason I said put the tiger's head out the window and that's how he got caught. The guy in New York. Right. Gentleman. You're in supposed to be in East L.A. Is that's where they are. That's where they were walking right. around. Right. And you have a tiger in a cage in your backyard and you don't think with kids and stuff in the neighborhood that some of the parents are going to call the police and say there's a tiger in the backyard of this dude's house. Now, but it seemed like he had it caged and really hidden and, and tigers go roar right. <laughs> whenever they fucking want to or right. hungry or eating right someone's not going to notice someone's not going to say anything about it little kids aren't going to poke around to find this fucking tiger in this guy's back I, I, that to me was <laughs> it was like i don't think that you have a tiger in east la outside in, in this elaborate cage and no one knows about right. it number one uh number two the way that you said and you described the tiger and he brings him back. And, you know, at this point, you know, what do you got to lose? If, if this is your situation, what do you have to lose? Right. Um, they're going to kill us in these chairs or right. I can give it a shot. Maybe it doesn't work. Right. At least I gave it a shot. Right. So you go there and then this is what's funny to me because this this is early. This is 80s when this is happening. Right. This scene was right out of an 80s cop show, an 80s TV cop show where right. they they make some wild way of something happening and then it, it it gets foiled within 30 seconds by some lion jumping out and eating the right person right but that's what they did back then that was all that was all the 80s shows because at the end they all had to be the good guys had to win and that was 80s so to me if there's anything that this could have been is like an homage throwback to like some of the dumbest 80s fucking tv uh shows that i've ever seen look man let me tell you you would think that as time progresses and technology gets better, CGI and this and this and this, they would lose some of the old cliches and replace them with something better. Like, let me tell you something, man. How many times have you seen in the movies where a guy just takes a beer bottle, bang, and breaks it over another guy's head? Obviously, I'm, I would assume most people know this, but if you don't, you know, those are breakaway bottles. They're designed, they're very light, and they're deciding in the movie I did chase, dude hit me over the head with a bottle, break away. And it still hurts. Yeah, they're made out of sugar, right? Made, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's basically plastic and sugar. It's a breakaway. If you tried to you take a real beer bottle and break it over a guy's head, you have more chance of killing him and the bottle staying whole than you do of breaking it. You know how hard it is to break a glass fucking bottle? Yeah. And if you hit a motherfucker in the dome, it ain't breaking. And that's why I'm going like, same thing with, and I, I like it, I, I almost get mad when I see this. Uh, and I've said this on the podcast, when niggas drive and they're shifting their, their arm from fucking 10 o'clock to two o'clock like this, and the car stays perfectly still, who the fuck don't know by now that with a car, the slightest movement and the car goes where, where you, where you turn it, it moves at the, you could, that wheel an inch to the left or right. And the car moves. No one at, in 2022 is going, dude, we got to do better than this. That, that, it's a cliche. How, how do people not know this is bullshit? You can't break a bottle over a motherfucker's head. You can't move the wheel from 10 to 2 at a ridiculous pace and the car stays still. Well, the other one, too, that you're, you're and it's in the line with the breaking the hitting you over the head. The other one with the 
break the bottle and they're going to like have something yeah. to stab you with, you know that bottle's going to break in your hand, probably cut your hand right. before it's going to yeah. be ever, ever yeah. be a weapon. That's what, and, I'm, and, I, and I lost my train of thought, but what I was trying to get to with the cliche shit, that, that shit where Franklin hit him over the head with his, and remember, his wrists were duct taped together. And with his two fists, almost as combined as one fist with his fingers locked, he hit guy over the head to knock him out and take the gun. Where does that work? See, when do you hit a nigga over the head and it, it just knocks him unconscious? He would. It would have been more authentic and still might not have happened if he would have just put his arms over his over his head, got around his throat, and just held that, on. That could be realistic. Held though. on for real life. Yes, yeah. and choke him out. Yeah. They used to do that shit in like the twenties and the thirties. Remember, it was like a, a either the butt of the gun or they had some leather piece that they used in the black and white movies where, where they talk like this, see? And they just hit the guy over the top of the dome and he's knocked out. Oh, come on, man. We, we got to step the game up. <laughs> that shit is so stupid. But everything you said is true, but this tiger thing is suspension of disbelief. Dude, like a motherfucker. That's what I'm telling you. When you see that scene and the tiger out of nowhere. And, and listen, tigers, uh, if you keep your back to them and lions, you might not hear them unless they stepping on crunchy shit to make noise because they're very pre and they're predator away. That's how they sneak up on their prey quietly. But okay, I'll give you that. Wow, he jumped on his man and took his man out the frame. Dude turned immediately. Pa pa pa. Okay, so either he hit the tiger three times and the tiger's dead, but apparently he didn't. And that's when three shots and then Franklin knocks him out. Okay, now he's knocked out. So you got a live tiger. You got a dude knocked out with a head over the head with two fists. Franklin takes the gun and the tiger don't attack Franklin, yo. That's just so dumb. And the tiger is busy and Franklin ain't doing anything. I I, I guess you could pull that one off, but I, it was too weird. And the whole way it was set up was weird. So yes, yeah, it, that one was too much. They could have done. They could have done something way different there. I don't know that the, why that's what they went for, but that's what they chose to do. So, but then we get better. My man, yo, Devon Nixon, of course, who plays Norm Nixon's son in Winning Time, plays uh, what was this nigga's name in this? Um, fuck, I don't remember any of the names. Yeah, fuck, what was his name in that? I almost sound like a, not Tank. I don't want to say Tank. Forget what his name was. He played. Um, but whoever the character that he played in this, uh, do you see it? Did you bring it up? I'm Is looking. It showing? No, because it's not going to be up at the beginning, so I have to look through the whole thing. Is that the episode, or is it? No, this is just the everybody. God, it's killing me that I don't remember. I know y'all know, but I don't, it's killing me that I don't remember the name. Uh, wait, I have to, let me see. God, it's killing me. You know what we could do while we look this up? What? Go to a commercial. Oh, hi. Ty, Keanu Reeves. Here for Keanu's food goods. If there's someone in your family that's starving or that's hungry, just call 1-800-KEANU and I'll deliver food to people who can't go out and shop for themselves. Oh, yeah. All my food comes in cans. Just cans. Um, Devon Nix's character, Kane, that he plays in this Yo, Devon Nixon is a dope actor, man. And what's crazy is he's the nicest guy in the fucking world. He's known, I've known him since he was a kid. 
Um, super sweet dude, man. And I, listen, him playing his father, to me, that's not a stretch. He knows his dad. His, his dad's demeanor. Uh, oh, boy. I just ate Devon Nixon. I've never eaten a black person before. Oh, my God. It feels like licorice. I feel that's a lie, Louie. <laughs> no, it's absolute. Well, I've eaten a black guy before, but not literally, figuratively. <laughs> I remember I bent him over and I said, let me see what the inside of your ass tastes like. And he, as soon as I put my tongue in his ass, he said, oh, boy. <laughs> Hello, America. All right. Um, dude, but but to play that character, I believed it. I believed it. To play a this, thug, hardcore yeah. character, Devon killed that shit, man. Dude, his wig, though, in uh, uh, Winning Time, right? It, it gets off sometimes. It's not always... The wigs in Winning Time are not always on point. Are you sure he's wearing a wig? I think so. Or the way that they you know picked it out or whatever if they, they did. Listen, well, look, if you got... If there's white, some white people, people. <laughs> in, the, in the fucking hair department, yeah, that explains that. Because some niggas will make his shit look the way it's supposed to look. Dude, what's really funny is last night when you were on stage, yeah. you called out a dude. Black guy, yeah, with the white girl. And I swear that to- niggas rug. I swear to God, I was looking at it when I was on and stage. And I know you know, because your son is a barber. And plus, I, you know, I'm still looking for that episode where we were in Ohio and you called me out for my hair looking fucked up. I can't find that episode, dude. It was the funniest shit because I was like, you motherfucker, you know black hair. You know, it looked like um, it looked like a big bar of soap when you know when you when it uh, you know when you use it and it starts to make a weird shape. Right. That's what was on top of his yeah, head. It was this yeah, weird yeah. you called it a pound cake, which was very yeah, close. Yeah. But it was all grown out on the sides and it was weird shaped on the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I, 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 Devon Nixon, kudos to that brother because he, he's, he, he's killing that part. Um, you know, this is a different. Were when you were coming up and through you know acting and getting parts, were you allowed to be on this many things at one time? Um, you, you know, he's on a series with Winning right. Time, and then he's doing this. Maybe it's all different times, and it just, it just well, fits. well, you, you could, you, if you were a regular on something. Mm-hmm. You could do a guest appearance on other shit, but you couldn't be a regular in two things at once because contractually that would have been an issue and everything shoots around the same, same time, time. So you couldn't have done that. Um, just another quick, same cliche, that moment where Louis and Franklin met at night and they squared off and he basically told Louis uh, whatever he told her. She said something that Franklin ended it with. I'm going to kill you. But he put the gun in Louis's face. And of course, the dirty cop come up behind Franklin and put the gun to his head. No one heard this nigga walk up. That's another movie cliche where it's just like, that's one of those moments of dun, 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 dun. Like gun, yeah, gun, dun, 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 dun. And I'm saying it's such a, again, cliche shit. If you're so focused though on, and you're, you're amped up and you're looking at someone, do you hear everything going on around you? I would think you could hear a motherfucker walking up, up on you. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just saying. I know that when I've been in a fight before, and I'm so focused on the person I'm fighting, right. that I don't hear. I don't hear anything else going on except the fight. Right. So, I, I've never had a gun. Well, I, I got, that's not true. 
Of course it's not. Who are you? GT Andrus. No, dude. Andreas. I have a I have a story about a gun to the back of my head, but it, it's, it's you know the day you tell me that you have a body laying somewhere nah. that you've actually killed a motherfucker nah, nah. is the day I'm gonna bow to you. I told you the reason I left that business, that whole life, is because at the time that was that was the direction things were going, and I had to make a decision whether or not I was willing to go that far. And if you're not willing to go that far, you need to get the fuck out. And so I got the fuck out. All right. That, that, that part without a doubt, but no, there's interesting things that happen to people when they're going through life. And it doesn't all have to be around, uh, drugs or something. You just, sometimes you find yourself in the wrong place. All right. Um, last but not least, or that ending. And with the Phil Collins track, I can feel it. Coming in the air tonight. The way Franklin, when they show him going to the hospital and saying fucking, uh, what the nigga tank? What was it? You just told me. It's, uh, Kane. Kane. It was Louie. And now, again, Franklin saying, we got to burn this motherfucker out. And his mother saying, let's go. They ended it where you knew, all right, they about to go to war. But they about to go to war Franklin, and he obviously told Kane, which means him and Kane must be getting ready to team up to go to war against Louis and Jerome. Or he could just be removing himself from that situation, let those two go to war, and then he's back in business. You know what? You could be right. And part of me is going to say this. If that's the case, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Not to say that the next season can't go out with a bang, but how much more interesting? Because then I thought, well, if his mother's going to help him, that means she's going to go against her brother. So she's willing to go to war against her brother? This is going to be the interesting part because does he... I mean, I he said, you know, I don't want to do anything against Franklin. He's already said that. You know, right. but, but I'm with you. I'm going to back you to Louis. Yeah, his girl, his woman. Yeah, but... What really happens? I don't know. But see, you just called it. Now I'm going to predict it now because you called it. I think what's going to happen is what you just said. He's going to take himself out and wonderfully the family comes back together. They're a team and they probably will go after Kane somehow. I didn't even think about that because it really looked like they were setting it up like, oh, shit. Franklin's going to team up with Kane. Franklin's going to go to war with Louis and Jerome and his mother is going to go to war with him against a brother. Oh, I can't wait for next season. But in TV world, you don't kill off the main characters like that. Unless that's where you want it to end. That's if this is the That's end. what I'm saying. So end it, it that way. It could be. It could end be. it that way. But here's the thing, though. The smart move is, what, is what's going on right now. That would be you, you tell Kane that it's Louie. Louie and them go to war, and you're back on top. That's the smart move. That's what's going to happen. That's the business move. I see move. it now. That's, That's what's going to happen. Move. See, they got me, though. They, 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 they got me. They hoodwinked me. I really thought... That's why I was like, yo, the way this is ending, you, I can't wait for... Because, yo! But you just said it. That's how they... They going to fucking pussy it. That's what they going to do. You know, someone's going to... I think Franklin dies at the end. Of the, I, no, I don't think he dies. I think he dies at the end of the season. You think they killed Teddy? <laughs> you know you can't kill that white man. They're not going to let those white writers. It's a black show, but those writers are white. They're not going to let that white man die. They're not going to have a white man killed 
by a bunch of goddamn apes. It's not happening. I think Teddy has to live because eventually it, the cover gets blown. Everybody finds out what's going on and, Ke- and, Kenny, and uh, Teddy gets arrested. And, and, and then the CIA puts it all on Teddy. Mm. I think, so you think, you think Franklin gets away Scott clean? I think Franklin dies. Nah, I didn't. I gotta kill off Franklin. I think Franklin dies and I think Teddy kills him. Mm. Nah, son. What do y'all think? Fuck that. I think, here's how I think happens. I think that, I think this, I think the way it ends is Teddy kills, uh, what's the aunt's name again? I forgot her name again. Louis. Louis. And when she's trying to kill Franklin, and she the and so Franklin thinks Teddy is on his side and Frank and Teddy is just cleaning up everything, killing everybody. And I think at the end he kills him and then he gets arrested. And he's they blame it all on him for trying to do this cocaine business. And they put it all on him, ex CI. That's that's how I think it ends. All right, y'all, write in. I want to know what y'all think how this ultimately is gonna end. Yeah. I can't wait, dude. That ending had me like, yo. My my big question is. And that's why I binge watch. Because I don't want to watch an episode. And if it ends like that, and it's like episode two of a season, I gotta wait next week. And I don't like that shit. No, uh, I have to I, watch I have it. to see I have to see the next one now. I have to watch it when it's available. Um I don't want you to pull your panties down in increments. Pull the whole shit off. I want to know what, what D-Ray, the peaches. There, there's something coming up with that. That's that's too big. He took all that money. Right. He has a, apparently he's supposed to have this heroin problem. Right. That's a character that I want to see what happens. Because they've underplayed him the whole way through. Yeah. But he's been integral in the whole in the whole way. I should call up D Ray and go, nigga, what happens to you? <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 is a storyline that I'm right. waiting to come back in. Uh and then uh the other, the other part is where is, uh, you know, who's going to kill who? I, I definitely know that that Franklin is going to pull himself away so that he can let that war happen. But how does it finish? I think it finishes the way you said it, except for the death part. I think he pulls him. I swear to God, I can't believe I didn't see that. I, I, I went for right for what they serve me. Instead of going, wait a minute, let me check. Is this motherfucker cooked? That's because I'm a, I'm a fan of the Godfather. And you know what it is? It's just business. Or as Franklin would say, it's just business. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There it is. Dude. Yes. That's how we should do our commercials. What? We got to take a break. It's just business. It's just business. I like that. Because <laughs> you don't like the way a nigga talk. It's just business. <laughs> that should be before every one of yeah, us. Yeah, I like that. I All like right. That. Wait, we going to break? Yeah. It ain't personal. It's just business. That's fucking smooth. See, that's why you GTA Andy. You got some. I'm telling you, man. I, I, I swear. I bet you your dick got a leather jacket on it. <laughs> it has one of them. Uh, you know, uh, Jim Morrison, the the singer from. Oh, it's got one of them. From the doors. No, no. It's not even the jacket. It's the belt. It's the it's the the belt with the turquoise and the. So you and just got silver. The, you yeah. got the belt around you. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I put that <laughs> shit in my head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Um, you want to do some announcements while I cleanse my mind? Your mind? 
you know, I still have Louie in my mind. You're making me have to go through that. Uh, listen, guys, here's where we're going to be. And listen, I'm going to say this again, too. I, I know I've said this before, but come up after the shows. We do meet and greet and we sell some merch. But it's so nice. When do you know guys- the dude who you gave the tickets to? Yeah. 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 Give, shout him out. Okay. Uh, but what I was going to say is we love to hear you guys come up and say, you know, just a what's up because it, we don't know who listens. We know it's out there. We know people are listening. Uh, I don't know if I should put give out his, his real name or uh, what he goes by on here. I don't know which one he wants. Damn. I had his name up here and now I'm all right. We're, Steve, hold on. No, no, no. Well, just go ahead. Were you looking for it? Yeah, I'm looking for it. Oh, there it is. Uh, let's see. It's tied in with you. So there's like three names in this thing. Uh, he goes by Luke Cage on Instagram. Okay. Okay. You know, because you see him all the time. So I'm, I'm yeah. uh, I should give out his, his real name, though. He didn't seem like a type of nigga that uh, wouldn't give out his government. Yeah, it's Tony Frazier, man. He came out, he 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 hit us up, let us know that he was coming. Came out, said hello. Couldn't be any nicer of a good dude. Big uh, shout out, Tony. Uh, he looks bigger in his picture, though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's he he, he ain't small, but you know right. he just looks he looks bigger in his picture. But he came up nicest dude. By the way, we are in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. Um, and I I I didn't know till I got here. I've been here before. No, I know I've been here before because I told the story about the strip. I went to one. I think this is my third time here then. Because the first time I came here, uh, it was the one I told you about the stripper that was also the bartender who was like yeah. 60. But second time I came here, it was a cl- the club that we're performing at was called Snickers at one point. Uh, and they changed it now to, it's the chain now between uh, Spokane, Apple, Apple, I keep saying Applewood. Appleton. Appleton. Um, and this is Summit City. Summit City. Yeah, they yeah. They, may, they they always use the name of Fuck, local man. Name. The fucking audiences have been. Fin- I was worried. I really didn't think mentally they would be up to speed. They were. They've been great, dude. I said this, and you, we we kind of agree, sort of. I think they've been great too, but they are definitely your fit. Like these aren't just comedy fans. These are these are your fans. They come out and, dude, I've told you. You this sounds like a rock show with the applause. The applause breaks, the right, laughter, right. the standing nose you're getting at the end of your set. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking serious here. I'm a bad man. <laughs> and I've been doing fine, but yes, it's not, no, you've been getting the roars too. Yeah, but it's it's different. I they're like and you know what? I I enjoy it being this way because people are really like with the jokes I tell you, you have to trust me. And there's a little distrust at the beginning, but by the time we're finished, there's yeah, a lot of trust in the room. Yeah. So I, I love I I really love this. Uh, we're going to be out in OKC uh, in about a month too, and that one is one of their clubs. Yes, that's uh, the other one, the Bricktown, and that's I love that club too. Uh, Spokane is still one of my favorites, but uh, th- these I, three I, I, from I, them are amazing to me. Okay, so Appleton, Spokane, OKC, and now we've done this one. Tacoma, what you a, did too. Tacoma, Tacoma's there too. Oh, that's right, Spokane, Tacoma. Best to worst, put them in order. What's your best? What's your favorite? This is my favorite. I know this is your favorite. Spokane probably is my favorite. Really? Yeah. Dude, I I had exceptional shows there. That room is huge. I don't like that. I mean, I like I like the people. But that room is The room is tough because it's 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 a big square box. Right. 
But I really liked the crowd there. I liked, you know, also what happens after the shows. There was a little bit more to do there because they had that arcade bar next door. Right, right. Uh, it was a fun hang. It was a good. Oh, you talking about that one? Yeah. I thought you meant the other one where the, where we get the uh, chicken fried steak. No, no, no. That's Tacoma. Tacoma. Okay. Uh, I like, so that one is probably, I, I'm going to tell you honestly, that one, OKC and, and this one that we're at right now, the Summit City. They're, they're interchangeable. One, two, and three. Gotcha. I, I I love those. Tacoma, uh, the earlier one, I, I like it, but it's not in my. It's not in the top three. That one, I would always. I, I'll move to the bottom easily. Okay. And I'm, I'm nothing against Tacoma. The room's weird setup. Um, and I mean like at, but it, there's stuff to do in Tacoma afterwards though too. Right. So that's kind of nice because uh, we've been to some cool places out there. But those are my three. I think those are some, and I enjoy those clubs. They're some of my favorite clubs to do. You know, just regardless what what right. uh, what ownership it is, that's one of my favorite. Those are, those three clubs are some of my favorite clubs to do in the country. Gotcha. You gave out the dates? No, I haven't. Yeah. We were so excited about talking about that, I forgot. Uh, next week, man. Oh, well, when you're listening to this, actually, we're going to be in Pittsburgh at the Improv. Uh, looks like we're there the sixth, seventh, and eighth of May. Bring your appetite. I told you, big gems on the run from uh, Triple D. It's just that on the run part scares me. On the run, (laughs) it depends on on how you use it. What scares you about it? Just on the run sounds like I'm going to be moving after I eat. I'm going to be on the run. Yeah, on the run to me sounds like they chasing (laughs) Randfoots. Okay, so again, May uh, sixth through the eighth, we're going to be at the Pittsburgh Improv. Then on the uh, thirteenth through the fifteenth, we're going to be at Louisville Comedy Club, and that is another one of the uh, these guys' club. Oh, that's that's one of theirs too. Yeah, it's a new one. It's a new one. It's a brand new one. But uh, and then again, a big looking forward to uh, the nineteenth to the twenty first. We're going to be at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Looking forward to that. And then uh, you're going to stay the Sunday and we're going to yeah. go do some Soprano yeah. searching. Yeah. So if you see us out in uh, Sunday, the 22nd at Pizza Land. We're going to look for thing. everything but the fucking bodies. <laughs> we're going to look for Pizza Land. We're going to look for fucking, what is it, Holsteins, Holsteins? Yeah, Holsteins. Holsteins, we're going to be fucking looking for everything. There's Bada Bing, but we're not going to be looking for the bodies. Uh, Where is the Bada Bing? Is it, is it, have you? I don't even know. Hmm. I don't even know if that one, I, I could be real. Like I, I told you the, right. uh, the uh, park store wasn't real. That was uh, that was uh, that was a, a facade that they built off of what's condos now. The address is re- you wow. can find it, but it's condos. So, but does it still look no, like no? No, damn. And, and I think that's why in the movie it looked differently. They 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 filmed it from a different angle. Wow. Uh, okay, and then uh, let's see, May twenty sixth through the 29th, another big one for us that we love. Uh, Helium Philly. Hey yo. Yo, I gotta go to Pats, you know? Or Gino's Steakhouse, or Ishka Bibbles. And then I'm gonna give out two more dates because uh, uh, I like them because we're, we're, we're at this club again. This is another one of these guys' clubs. Mm, OKC. OKC, that's 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 Bricktown, and that's that's one of our favorites. And then we're gonna finally, after all these months, we're gonna be back at California. Uh, Ju- oh, first of all, I didn't say the OKC dates. June 3rd through the 5th, and then we're gonna be at uh, back in California, Tommy T's. In Pleasanton, the 9th through the 12th. That's just outside of San Francisco. Uh, looking forward to being back in California for a little California time. So there we are. Uh, we'll see if you're in those areas. Please come on out. If you're listening to the podcast and you're at the show, come out, man. Uh, you know, we, we love to see you. Uh, 
let us know you're going to be there too. If you want to send an email, send something out. We just, we just like to have some contact with the people that actually listen to the podcast. Yes. All right. <clears throat> Coming up from identity withheld uh, forward. Uh, God hates black people. Uh, the artist is called, <laughs> the artist's name is identity withheld. Um, all right. I think the song is called God hates black people. Uh, so uh, which God is that Bobby Patterson? Oh, uh, come on. You know, God, listen, if God hates black people, it's gotta be fucking Howard. I mean, if he loved his people, Kyrie Irving would have won a fucking game kid. He would have won a fucking series, but the guy's praying 45 times a day from 80 different fucking angles. He looks like a compass on its knees. I don't understand this fucking thing. If you want the only God that doesn't like, that doesn't hate black people is fucking Christ. Jesus Christ. He doesn't hate you, but he's a little angry with you. That's why he put you through 400 years of slavery. He's pissed at you guys. I don't know what the fuck you did before, but you pissed the guy off. Don't blame the fucking white man. Blame yourselves. Pull your fucking pants up. Take the bonnets off your heads and fucking pull the gold teeth out of your mouth. It's not a good look. Dress like Tom Brady. He's to die for. <laughs> do you think? Do you think uh, Bobby Patterson has like the the Last Supper, and it, it's it it's not Jesus Christ's face; it's it's Tom Brady's. Let me tell you something. Not only is it that the fucking picture, it's Tom Brady as Jesus, and all the disciples are Tom Brady. <laughs> it's Tom Brady breaking bread and drinking wine with thirteen of themselves. <laughs> You know how they say God can touch water and turn it into wine? Tom Brady could touch a human being and turn it into him. <laughs> That's a fucking great Tom Brady is, kid. That's his blessing. His, his blessing is to make the world all him. There's 7 billion people on the planet, kid. Can you imagine 7 billion Tom Brady's? Oh, my God. It's fucking to die for. <laughs> that was a good setup. That was a great alley oop, dude. Um, Are we done? Oh, God hates black people oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. by the artist identity withheld. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was a child, I was forced to smile. Even when I was down, they told me there's a God, a God in the sky. Devil below the ground, believing for a while. Instead of afraid, when I started peaking, started questioning things. Like, why were we slaves? What made us this way? Why do my people get treated this way? Why didn't God help when the CIA came to our neighborhoods with crack cocaine that created an unbreakable cycle of pain? Why do we continue to lose? Why don't God do something even when babies are being abused? Man, I'm just singing the blues. They giving us cancer, high blood pressure, and mental illness all through our food. Many innocents died in prison cousin accused. George Stinney was only 14 and what did God do? Should I even stop believing in karma too? Cause all this suffering, nobody came to the rescue. My father said he once knew a group of people that just sit in the room discussing ideas on how they could destroy the black communities. From the moon to the school, to the entertainment, to the food we consume. If we don't get our own, then shit we are doomed. One time, yeah. If we don't get our own, then shit we are doomed. Let the prisoners they go But to destroy yourself they love it more Save yourself and save your soul Buy some land and buy some gold You know Since I was a child I was forced to smile 
Even when I was down, they told me there's a God A God in the sky And the devil below the ground Believe it for a while Until the eighth grade When I started peak pain, started questioning things Like why were we slaves? What made us this way? So many are locked up in that cage Kidnapping black people and killing them or making them slaves Y'all claim y'all woke and free But y'all don't even know the half of what's happening People are traveling, that's in they vanishing Know what I'm talking about, just Google or get trafficking Sometimes they want your body for... Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. The test goes, you say it with conviction. It don't mean shit to me. Don't you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go fuck yourself, convict!